This is Radio Free Galaxy. It's time to go. This is the Space Age, and we are here to go. Free Galaxy. I'm Travis Lee. I'm Teen Komar. I'm the terror that flaps in the night. <laughs> Shannon. <laughs> Sorry, I even had a clever one and then you made me laugh. <laughs> and that's Shannon Crater. Yeah, it's me. I'm back. <laughs> and this is episode 129 of Radio Free Galaxy. Thank you all for tuning in and downloading this episode or streaming it wherever you're listening to it we sure appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen to us i know you have a lot of different content out there that you can listen to or watch and we really appreciate you taking this hour or so to spend some time with us and tonight we are going to be reviewing three different things we're gonna be talking about the new netflix uh, docu-series. Ooh. I thought it was a documentary, but it's actually, I thought it was just like one, a movie, but then I went to go watch it and found out that it was four episodes and I'm like, fuck you, Netflix. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, um, but that's not my review at all. I'm just saying, you know, fuck you for taking up more of my time than I anticipated and also just fuck Netflix. But, um, uh, the documentary, the docu-series is Pepsi. Where's my jet? And uh, pretty entertaining. So we're going to talk about that in just a few minutes. And then after that, we're going to get into the... <laughs> finally. Finally. Thank we're God. finally there. The, the season finale, episode 12 of Andor. Uh, we'll get into our thoughts on that. I, I will try to say as many nice things about it as I can. I promise. I'm not going to just shit on it. Like I have done for the last 11 weeks. 11 (laughs) weeks. Wow. We've been talking about this for a really long time. Uh, And then our featured content tonight will be A Christmas Story Christmas, which is the sequel to A Christmas Story that was just released on HBO Max. So we're getting into some holiday programming with... Thanksgiving just passed and Christmas quickly approaching. I think next week we'll be doing Violent Night. I hope so. That would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, if if you're listening to this and you haven't seen the trailers for Violent Night starring David Harbour, 
I highly suggest you go at least watch that trailer. It looks amazing. Oh, it looks, yeah. It looks so fun. Uh, we're going to find some time this week to get to the theaters and see that and review it for you next week. And I think we're also going to do the um, Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special for next week. And there's also the the Wednesday series out there floating yeah. out there too, but I don't think we'll get to that by next week. Maybe if Trisha's watched it, uh, we'll get her to come on and complain about it or <laughs> something like that. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, yeah. So let's get into uh, the docu series four episodes streaming on Netflix. Uh, just released this past week. Um, Pepsi, where's my jet? So basically, it tells the story of in the 1990s, there were a lot of companies doing uh, swag giveaways uh, for points with their products. I remember one that I was big into was Marlboro Miles because I was a smoker and you could get Marlboro sleeping bags and lighters and t shirts and Actually, out in my hallway right now, being uh, waiting to be listed on eBay, I have a whole bunch of old Marlboro Miles uh, promotional T-shirts, and they sell for a hell of a lot of money now. Uh, but th- there was all, all kinds of companies that did things like that, uh, the Camel Cash, and uh, but one of them that did it was Pepsi, and <laughs> they ran a commercial on TV to promote this. Uh, program and they said oh you know you could with uh this many points you can get a t-shirt and with this many points you can get sunglasses and this many points you can and you know whatever whatever and then at the end they say for seven million points you can get a harrier jet (laughs) okay and yeah it's supposed to be funny or whatever but there was one kid out there I'm sure there's a bunch of kids that actually tried to do it. Uh, you know, this this docuseries really doesn't get into other people that tried to do it because I'm sure there were other people mm-hmm. that, that tried to do it uh, through conventional means of, you know, drinking a lot of soda and whatever, whatever. But there was one kid in particular. Uh, his name is John. John Leonard. Thank you. John Leonard, who saw it and saw it as possible and came up with a plan to get 7 million Pepsi points. And he actually had a friend who was rich in the business world and everything and solicited him, came to him with a business plan. It was like, look, this jet is worth somewhere around 30 to $32 million. We can make this happen for a lot less than that. So it actually be a really like kind of, profitable investment and it would kind of be a fuck you to them you know i i know they're not anticipating anybody going for the jet but they offered a jet in the commercial (laughs) without any legal disclaimer whatsoever which is very odd even for the 90s you know things were much looser back then but i mean people were very litigious even in the 90s i mean they were known for being you know uh litigious against these like soft drink companies and fast food companies, like the woman that they mention it in the docuseries, the woman that sued McDonald's because the coffee was too hot and she won. You know, there there were all those kind of stories out there about people suing companies for this or that. And, um, 
but yeah, they decided to team up and go for the jet. And this is the story of what happened. Uh, despite the, despite my shock at finding out that it was four episodes instead of just a documentary, uh, I, I didn't think I was going to watch the whole thing, but I sat down to watch one episode this afternoon and all of a sudden, <laughs> a few hours later, I'm, I'm done with it. Like, wow, this is like really compelling. And it, it doesn't show a lot of, um, doesn't show a lot of courtroom footage or anything, but it's very much a courtroom drama kind of thing with people explaining the legalese of it all and um, everything from from their perspective. There's a lot of interesting personalities involved in this story, uh, and just the the go getter attitude of it yeah. to dream a little bit bigger. Uh, Man, I, I love that aspect of it. Uh, I don't want to spoil it for anybody that doesn't know the story if they if they end up getting the jet or not. I mean, you can Google it, but I suggest you watch it to find out. And um, it's more about the journey along the way and, and uh, how, you know, climbing that mountain, you learn so much more along the way than you do at the top, right? Right. And and uh, I I loved it. I thought it was great. I thought it was a a really good story about humanity and going after your dreams and sticking it to people that clearly uh, were on some bullshit, you know. <laughs> and uh, Christine, what'd you think of Pepsi? Where's my jet? Uh, dude, kid, I just say that Todd rules. <laughs> like, I love, like, go-getting, over-inspirational type people, and John and Todd are, like, the best of friends, and then just seeing them and what they can do and how they see the world was so awesome, but seeing this documentary, because I knew very little about it, it was, it was awesome. I mean, it, it sucks, like, what happened, you know, because corporations suck and all, but, like, dude, it doesn't matter what type of life you have. You could totally watch this and, you know, sit there for several hours watching all four episodes. Yeah, it was, it was a really fun watch. Shannon, what did you think of Pepsi Where's My Jet? For once, I actually agree with you. <laughs> it was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I do also love Todd. I think he was the yeah. whole reason to watch it. Yeah. Yes. He's amazing. Yeah. Um I Yeah, I'm I'll save it for after spoilers. I, I don't think we're gonna really get into spoilers. I mean the the only okay. spoiler we wanna keep is if they actually get the jet or not. So okay. that's the that's the only one I really don't wanna touch. Uh most people know it because it was in the news a lot, you know, back mm -hmm. then. But um if you got anything else you want to spoil besides that, go right ahead. But I don't know that it's a spoiler, just that corporations are totally out for the bottom dollar and yeah. will lie and cheat their way to however they can do that. Yeah. Right. And I had no idea about the failed um, promotion they had. Um, In the Philippines? Oh, yes, dude, I that's think it was the Philippines. Up. That yeah. was messed up. Yeah, that was seriously that's messed so up. so fucked up. Yeah, that that deserved that deserves its own little yes. documentary. That seems like the yeah. really tragic mm -hmm. story. Uh, th mm -hmm. This story is fun and whimsical and inspiring a little bit. That story seems fucking tragic. 
dude, yeah. <laughs> just yeah. swept under the rug because a corporation just paid him off. Right. So gross. Well, I don't even know that they I don't paid think they off. paid him off at all. No. <laughs> it, corporations are gross. Adam, Pepsi, where's my jet? Uh, I remember that promotion. And it's kind of funny because when that went to court. Yeah. Um,. Actually, throughout the thing, the, the 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 Pepsi people or the people who were at Pepsi at that time kept coming back to the like how how does any reasonable person think this was a legit uh, promotion? Like I remember seeing that, and I was just like, I didn't I didn't see the just kidding. I saw the original ad yeah. that the kid did, yep. and like nothing in my brain said, dude, go collect seven million points. Right. I, even when he found uh, his alternative method for going after points, because he did the hard math on it, right. and uh, uh, what was it, 600,000 square feet to house the 12 packs required to get those points. Yeah. Now, mind you, he could have gone a different route. He could have been a little bit smarter about it and just bought bottles of Big, uh, big Slam bottles, so one liter of Pepsi bottles, because each one of the caps for those all were worth like five points. So instead of spending the five bucks on a twelve pack, you can spend a dollar fifty or a dollar twenty five at the the gas station to get a big slam, guaranteed to get five points, up to fifty. Mm-hmm. I've gotten a fifty point cap. Our buddy Pat actually got the pager that was in that catalog for that stuff. Yeah. Oh. So yeah, back when pagers were a thing. <laughs> pagers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like I actually wanted the cooler with the built-in speakers. You basically Ooh, just yeah. connect the wire to your your headphone out on your your Discman or your Walkman, and then plug it into that thing. And I think it had batteries on. It. I don't know. I didn't collect the points in time because I helped Pat get a stupid pager, <laughs> and then he didn't help me get my fucking cooler, which was less points. Baloney, oh. dude. Oh, it's. I'm not salty about it. I, I would have liked to have had it. It would have been cool, but you know, whatever, dude. Yeah. happen no big deal i mean we're high school who the fuck cares man people other people are paying for our pepsi addictions but what i thought was actually kind of fun was uh they were giving everybody like the it wasn't the the pepsi challenge it was the which one do you prefer yeah. it was coca-cola and pepsi uh, yeah. yeah that was cool and it's like oh man put that shit in front of me you ain't getting i know which is which yes like, how, how some of these people couldn't tell and i'm like what the fuck is wrong with you people like, yeah. they're distinctly different. I don't need to see the label. I don't even need to smell them. You can taste the difference. I agree. Right. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I, I can totally tell the difference between Pepsi and... But like, then, I, if we try it... Look, we're going to have to try it uh, sometime soon, and, and we'll see if we can live up to our bravado. But I think I can totally tell the difference. Do you want to do a Pepsi challenge at the Christmas party? Oh, uh, we can totally we could. do a Pepsi <laughs> challenge. Yeah. We could, but the thing is, is like... Um, how they were doing it blind was like pretty good, but it's like, uh, uh like how, I'm just astounded by that because like especially people who work for Pepsi, yeah, it's very easy to tell the difference. One's a beverage, the other one's a mixer. Coke <laughs> is a mixer. You add other shit to it to to make that other shit drinkable, or to make Coke drinkable. Yes. <laughs> like um... Pepsi is a soft drink. I don't know that I really prefer one or the other. I like them both. I think they're both fine. I th- I feel that Pepsi has a tendency to go flat quicker, and I don't like that. 
Uh, so I usually end up picking right. Coke, but I do like the taste of Pepsi better. Well, Pepsi has a sharper taste, and it seems yeah, like Coca-Cola like Cola has a smoother, subtle subtlety yeah. to it. Yeah. Mm, kind of dis- disagree. When Pepsi goes flat, oof. Pepsi does not have more bite. Coke actually tends to. I'll give you a bite. Uh, Let me unzip my pants. So let's move on. Speaking of unzipping our pants, let's move on to Andor, the season finale that we've all been waiting for and anticipating. Um, Look, it's been a rough ride this this season with Andor. Hey, Travis. What? Yeah. Remember uh, two years ago when every week we were looking forward to The Mandalorian? Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that wasn't a thing this time. No, it really wasn't. <laughs> you know, and all I've seen this week, uh, commentary on the internet uh, and different review websites and criticism websites is just that... This is the best Star Wars in a long time. Do people still suck in this show's dick? Dude, sucking it hard. Sucking it real hard. And, and like, um, I will give it this. I will give this episode this. That funeral scene was pretty amazing. It was, it was a great, great scene. Uh, but... It, it was too little too late. It was too little too late for me. It, 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 it choked me up. It, it was very Star Wars. Uh, the whole speech by Marva, the, the procession, the funeral procession. I love the Anvil Clangy guy uh, in, in the tower. I think he's rad. Um, I, you know, I like a lot of stuff about Ferrix and stuff like that, but it was just too little too late for me and i don't think it redeemed itself uh i i will give it positive points though because that that scene was very emotional very moving um but the way that the whole season ended up ending at the end i was i was just like no show no you no fuck you i i don't want any part of this uh god damn it i'll watch the second season because i'm a completist but Man, it feels like I'm being forced to. It feels like a kid being made to eat like their Brussels sprouts. You know what I mean? Where it's good for you, and it's like, no, I don't want to. Well, even Brussels sprouts have vital nutrition. This is just garbage. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, uh, Adam, what did you think of the season finale, man? Uh, yeah, I have to agree. Too little, too late. Um, it was a, probably the best uh, episode of the season. Oh, easily. Um, yeah. Dude, there's just so much. Dude, this didn't need to be 12 seasons or 12 episodes long. No. No, it it really I, didn't. It really could have been eight. It could have been six. This 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 episode though felt so much more in the spirit of Rogue One. Uh, it it really did, and I I could see Tony Gilroy's influence on this episode. And, uh, man, I just wish the whole series had just ripped through like this episode did. I mean, I, I'm thinking back to the journey we went on throughout this season with the different storylines that we started out with. And, okay, they kind of justified it by bringing everybody from all those plot lines together onto Ferrix at the same time for the funeral. But, I mean, like, we, so had to, we had to suffer through so much to get here. It was just like, ugh. It just makes me just cringe uh christine what did you think of it dude yeah again i'm gonna agree with everyone so far it's too little too late i should not have to feel like i'm in pain to watch a painful show like 
the entire series is just all over the place. And this is like, okay, fine. You had one interesting scene. But, like, the way they ended it was just like, get out of here, man. Like, 12 episodes. This this did not deserve 12 episodes. I'm glad it's over. Because it's just been nothing but a slog. And even with a cool funerary scene, which I should be pumped about, it, like... It, it's like, whatever, I'm just going to be disappointed when the next season comes out because they'll find a way to do that. I love that scene, though. I, I really did. I didn't just like it. Like, I loved it. The way they put it together and uh, everything was... is That was really good TV, and that was really good Star Wars, in my opinion. But, I mean, the crap we had to slog through to get there was just too much. Shannon, did you get a chance to watch it? That was not on my homework list. Sir. Okay, good. I'm just asking. No, no. Uh, no, I, did I, not I didn't ask you. To watch. No, it, at least you know that it, there's something good at the end when you do watch it. <laughs> it's like it, it. We're we're probably not giving it credit enough because it was so good and we were just so mad like leading up to it. But uh, I'm sure other people totally flipped out for it. And I did get choked up. I mean, I got choked up even though I'm watching a show that I really don't like. Uh, the actors were killing it. Marva was killing it. Uh, and, um, I don't know. It, it just wasn't enough for me where at the end I'm still like, I still didn't like this. I'm still not going to rewatch it. Yeah. There's no rewatchability. There's no rewatchability. I, I remember everything that happened sadly. So I, you know, I don't need to ever rewatch it again. Uh, do, do we have any other thoughts overall on Andor that we want to, just mm. we're not going to be talking about it probably for another like year and a half or two years <laughs> i'm so. okay with that all right adam i think cinta needs to shuffle loose uh what's her face because she's well. becoming a liability yeah yeah i think either that or somebody else needs to shuffle her loose she's she's gonna be a liability clearly i mean when your emotions get involved like dude cinta yes she has feelings for you too but there's something really important going on right now that we need to deal with i'm sorry we can't talk about our feelings right now val (laughs) you know i'm sorry yes i'm very happy to see you i but right now if we you know start getting all affectionate and everything it's it's really taking our eyes off the prize, and we really need to focus right now. Mm-hmm. This is a critical juncture in our entire plan, and it would be a good idea for us to focus on this, right? So, yeah, I, I don't know. You're, you're absolutely 100% right, Adam. Uh, there's some other storylines we could get into. You know, Luthen, I still love Luthen. I think he's an awesome character. We really got no resolution with him, what's going on, so I don't know him and Cassian are gonna screw around next season together, whatever. Look mopey into the screen for over an hour. Yeah. Say anything. I just I, I know I said it before in one of our reviews, but I just man, this is like Star Wars soap opera to me. This this whole season has just been very soap opery and uh, I had that feeling a lot in this episode too where I was just like a lot of forlorn looks, you know, off into the distance and wondering about what's our fate to come <laughs> and everything like that and more uh, banking issues with mon mothma oh god you know so uh, anyway yeah we're done with andor uh if you liked it cool that's your jam i understand uh please don't hate us because we didn't uh we're all star wars fans uh people just look for different things out of their fandom and their content and the three of us just didn't care for this very much, but I will give it credit for when it was good at certain points. Uh, we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back right after the break with our review 
of A Christmas Story Christmas. So please stay tuned. This episode of Radio Free Galaxy is brought to you by Mr. T's Knuckle Shoes. They're the only brass knuckle shoes on the market for when pitying a fool ain't quite enough. Mr. T's Knuckle Shoes. Get some. All right, welcome back to the show, Travis and Christine, Shannon and Adam. And we are here to give you our featured content, which is A Christmas Story Christmas. Uh, it is the... It is a sequel to A Christmas Story because there was actually a sequel to A Christmas Story. It was just, I think, called like A Christmas Story 2 yeah, or something like that. that like came 2012. Out. Right. And it was really terrible. It was it was not great. Um, the thing that interested me the most about seeing trailers for this one is, first of all, I, I love that original movie. Uh Grew up with it my whole life, pretty much. I mean, it was came out when I was like two or something like that. But uh, it's just always been there, like my entire life, as like one of the Christmas movies, along with like White Christmas and like you know some other things. But um, yeah, I just I I love the original so much. It just had a way that it just grabbed you and gave you that authentic. Uh, Midwestern Christmas uh, feeling that a lot of other movies, even great Christmas movies, don't get you to. And, um, you know, uh, just the actors and the narration and everything about it, the hijinks, the jokes, were just on point. And it's just one of my favorite movies, not just Christmas movies, but just favorite movies of all time. Love it so much. And the thing that really like grabbed me about this one is that Peter Billingsley was back as Ralphie, and you had all, all, many of the actors uh, coming back that uh, were in the original, like all the kids that played like Flick and all them, and Scott Farkas, and uh, you know, and so I was like. I'm I'm at least invested in wanting to see this, uh, and hopefully it won't be the terrible mishap that A Christmas Story 2 was. And I have to say that I loved this uh, movie a lot. I've, I found myself... I was very unsure of it, the way that it started. I was very guarded. You know, when, when you love something so much... Uh, I'm sure we can all relate to this when we have a fandom that we hold dear to our dear to our hearts. You know, Shannon, you're a huge Star Trek fan. Every time you watch a new Star Trek property, you're probably a little apprehensive. You know, are yeah. they going to ruin my Star Trek, right? Mm -hmm. you, oh, get, yeah. you, you get a little scared. I, and it's just like I, I was very unsure watching the first few minutes of this, but... When it started getting into it, when it started to get into some of the jokes, I was like, oh, they're kind of doing the same thing with this and that. But some of the jokes, they were very funny. They were, they were just funny. Like, there, there's a scene with sledding, and <laughs> it's, it's like, it's just, I laughed. I laughed out loud. Like, I can't, 
I, I would I would like to say, well, this is this wasn't very original, and I was I would like to be critical about certain parts of it. But the fact of the matter was, it hit me in the feels. Like I I got like <laughs> choked up at certain points, um, especially when they're referring to the old man. You know, I I got very very choked up at certain points in that. Um, I thought. I thought Peter Billingsley was amazing. Some of the faces that he did that looked <laughs> yeah. like young Ralphie were so freaking perfect. And and there were good original jokes. There were really good original jokes. I, I appreciated the fact that the movie was a little dangerous when it came to dealing with the kids. We don't get, like, many movies uh, these days when it comes to children that allows them to like kind of like hurt themselves or break their arms or get messy and make yeah mistakes. yeah i remember uh one movie that did that recently that i really appreciated was good boys i really liked good boys i i love that movie um but this movie the the parents allowed the kids to get hurt a little bit and they were sad about it but they were kind of okay with it you know <laughs> like he breaks his arm and they're like, they give him another slide and they're like, he'll probably break the other one. You know what I <laughs> <Yeah>. mean? <laughs> and they're kind of okay with it. Like, like, of course you don't want your child to break an arm, but you also do want them to go through the things that a child should go through to prepare themselves for the world and being an adult. And sometimes you do have to get hurt. And that's part of being a child. We can't all live in a bubble. And I, I just love that aspect of it. I really enjoyed this movie. And I do actually see myself watching it again. Uh, so that's my review. We're going to go to Shannon uh, next. Uh, how do you feel about the original Christmas story, Shannon? Um, it's good. Yeah. Um, it's definitely not my favorite Christmas movie. It's not one I go to every What is holiday. your favorite Christmas movie? Um, White Christmas. Yeah, I love White Christmas, like an unreasonable amount. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really yeah. love it. Um, I've been known to play it at non-Christmas times. I just, I'm a sucker for a, a lovely, happy ever after romance movie, and it has it, and the music's great. And, the music's so but great. But that's, yeah, we're not yeah. talking about White Christmas. Oh, can't we, though? Can we? Can we? <laughs> we can. I'm totally on board for hijacking yeah. the whole show. Yeah. <clears throat> but for the um, Christmas Story Christmas, um, I felt it was a wonderful um, continuation because they definitely had the same cinematic effects. Um, you saw him daydreaming, and he, that yeah. was in the first one. You saw him narrating it. Um, you know, uh, to your point about kids getting hurt, when he nailed her with the snowball, <laughs> you didn't all of a sudden have child services showing up. Right. Yeah. You know, it, it just it happened. And, and when we lived in those times, she felt the parents felt horrible, and then you moved on. Right. Right. I know. I mean, I look, it's set in 1973, which is the, you know, natural progression of Ralphie's life. You know, like it couldn't be today. Um, But man, you know, uh, it was so refreshing to see, you know, even though something might be set in 1973 today, when you make a movie, they still tend to not show you the things that might have happened in 1973. So I, I really appreciated that aspect of it. And just some of the delight that the adults took in the like child <laughs> suffering in this movie was so entertaining to me. The, yeah, the trimming the tree. Yeah. And the child labor. It can't be labor if we oh, don't no, we're enjoying watching you do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're not paying you. Uh, uh, 
you know, you saw the adults climbing under the metal fence. Mm-hmm. You know, like that totally happened. And you saw them sled into cars and like all that <laughs> happened back then. And that was just life. And everybody would look at you like you were a dumbass because you did it. Yeah. <laughs> you moved on. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I enjoyed it. Um, that was a good progression. I did tear up. Yeah, there was there were some choking up moments. Um, but overall, it was uh, I would say it was actually pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Adam, uh, it's time for you to be the stick in the mud. What did you think of it? <laughs> well, uh, the unfortunate thing is I'm usually a hard sell on uh, Christmas stuff. Yeah. Um, so, but A Christmas Story is one of my favorite movies, uh, despite the, the reasoning why I'm a hard sell on Christmas stuff. Um, thought it was pretty good. Uh, there was a little bit of, like, our current era that snuck in. Like, sure. the kids didn't, I mean... Okay, it was in, intuitive, but like, there, there was no kids getting to fist fights. Yeah, right. Yeah. Which is like, eh, that should still happen in the seventies, man. Like, it happened yeah. into well into the eighties. Right. I mean, there's some other shit that could have been done to like signify it was back in the, those times, but like, yeah. obviously, we don't need the casual racism that was still abound back then. <laughs> right. Or yeah. the things. Well, that's just what people in the, you know people said. Yeah, like you know. Any number of things, especially in the Midwest, because we're terrible people that way. Yeah. We really are. Yeah. But uh, I love that uh, Black Bart was daydreamed back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, 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 it's definitely, it's, I mean, would I watch it again? Probably not. Would I watch the original again? Mm-hmm. Well, hell yeah. I don't need to watch the sequel, though. I don't think it's as good. Although, like, if you've seen the original, you should see this one. Yeah. Like, it's good. Like, if you watch the one, you should really have your continuity and your completionism. Like, scratch that little OCD itch a little bit. Um, I don't know. I'm a... Like... Like, the movie It's a Wonderful Life, I like and dislike it. It's actually kind of funny, because when you listen to them talking about, like, how their bank is going to work, I'm like... Yeah, that's a fucking terrible idea what the fuck and they're all for it because you know they don't want to be participate in the big bank world but like what's great about that movie is if i watch it with dan shane we uh we totally uh mock uh fucking what's this dude's name can't remember anyway but we say really really inappropriate shit throughout the entire movie in that dude's voice mm-hmm. james stewart fun. yeah jimmy stewart yeah yeah, we like we like imitating his voice and saying like, you know, well that's just a Christmas really tradition. Really bad stuff. Yeah. yeah, just really bad stuff. Like, can't even say that on <laughs> podcast because people are like, "Wow, Adam, what the fuck's wrong with you, dude? Nothing. Yeah. I just have fun during Christmas movies because yeah. a lot of them are really like they don't stand up to the test of time very well, and yeah. uh, it's more fun to, to to you know have your own MST three K with your uh, your friends. Absolutely, it always is. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah christine what'd you think of it well i adored the first one i mean i grew up with the original christmas story i always liked darren mcgavin the dad because yes we uh, we haven't mentioned his yeah. name yet but <clears throat> i'm sorry darren mcgavin i i love him as an actor i loved him as an actor uh kolchak the night stalker Hell is yeah. just one of my favorite things ever and is one of the criminally like short series of all the time uh if you haven't never checked out if you if you enjoyed darren mcgavin in the original christmas story please check out 
Kolchak the Night Stalker. It was a great series that he did. It was basically like supernatural, but made in the 70s. In Chicago. In Chicago. Yeah, it's it's a great, great series. Um, but yes, continue on, Christine. So I grew up with this movie. I loved it. And I thought this was a sweet, you know, second part to the story. I mean... Like, there was some funny, like, things like the Caroler thing where um, <laughs> Julie Haggerty, who was the original actress of Airplane, playing the mom, and her subtleties were like, get down before they see you. And, like, you know, like, simple, like, little jokes that they would do. Or um, the kid, uh, Delbert, uh, the Bumpus kid. Yeah, the Bumpus kid. Like, I do, he was killing me eating a block of cheese in some tinfoil <laughs> hole in the doorway, making some kind of weird hillbilly, like, trade-off. Like, I thought it was cute. Like, there was definitely, like, you know, some, you know, sweeter parts where I was like, oh, that's so well, sweet. Well, like, you've never stood around just eating a block of cheese because <laughs> Dude, shh, we don't talk about that. Yeah, uh, it, it was great. Uh, Julia Haggerty uh, was a replacement actor for the mom. What was the original mo- uh, Dude, actress? I Can you please? Don't. No, I'm, I'm not asking up. you to remember. I'm yeah, asking I'm, you to just I'm hoping look it up. because I won. Um, I believe the original actress uh, that played the mom is still alive, uh, but for whatever reason, we didn't get her in here. And I think uh, Julia Haggerty was in oh, she was totally awesome. acceptable. Uh, replacement. Uh, I haven't seen her do a lot of things actually since Airplane. Melinda Dillon. Melinda Dillon was the original um, mother in A Christmas Story. Uh, yeah, and she's still alive. There was the nod to the lamp. Yeah, right. But they didn't overdo it. You know what I mean, Adam? They didn't like mm-hmm. bring out the lamp and put it up. That like there was a nod to it, of course, and and even the bunny suit. You know what? I think they could have did a better, like a little bit more of a nod to both. Yeah, like make one like, of the kids put on the bunny suit. <laughs> the, the shame suit. Yeah. I don't, I don't think so, cause he was so ashamed of being in it. I can't yeah. see them working it in that he would do that to one of his kids. I mean, and, I get your idea. Yeah. I just don't see how they could have done I, it. I think uh, mom going through an old photo album would have been the way to do it. Yeah. yeah. I don't and, know. Like, I... His kids laughing at him for it. and like, um, mm-hmm. But like the yeah. lamp, I think they could have did more. Like when he was up in the attic banging away on his, on his uh, old Smith Corona typewriter, his first one, yeah. he could have set that lamp up and have uh, his wife come up there and like freak out about it a little bit. Like... Well, actually, no. In the original movie, since it was busted, his dad buried it out in the backyard. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So they kept they the kept other part. The, they kept the shade. He, he could have put the, the shade on something different and have her say it's like, what the hell? He could have got drunk and put the lampshade on his own head. Oh, God. <laughs> like, um, I was just thinking about like when he found the bunny suit, his facial expressions were like when he was Ralphie the kid when he shoved it aside. Dude, he was just like, I'm like, oh, my God, his facial expressions are so He made the same exact face that he He's made. He's like, nope. <laughs> I wonder how many takes that took. I don't know, but it was really good. Um, like I said before, the sledding scene where all the adults get on the sled and then just start crashing into everything. That was probably the biggest laugh out loud funny part for me. Uh, really funny. I thought the redemption of Scott Farkas was yeah. really, really cool. As he was trying to steal the Blatt star from a, his friend's bar. Which is, I mean, I, at first I thought it was Schlitz. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. Blatt's, that, yeah. that's class. Yeah. yeah, Blatt's a little was... bit more Midwest than Schlitz is. Yeah. Yeah. 
I thought it was hilarious when the mom was cowering from the carolers and she finds out that Ralphie's wife was one. It's like, how could you? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I didn't know. <laughs> Julia Hagerty was yes. a delight in this movie. She was so funny. She was so, when they were getting drunk at the mall, or mm. I mean, not at the mall, but at, um, at the department store. Higby's. Oh, Higby's, yeah. yeah. Shoot. Oh, God. They were just hilarious. I got a candy cane in my purse. <laughs> Such a mom <laughs> thing to say. It's so great. Yeah, I expected this to be really gimmicky and uh, not worth watching. And But you know what? The runtime was wonderful. It was like an hour and 38 minutes. That's a perfect runtime for a Christmas movie. You don't need any more than that. Right. The, they pack so much into it. So many really good scenes. Scenes I'll remember. Like jokes I'll remember. And they and they did them. In a, you know, a lot of things were like, okay, we did this in the in the other movie, but we'll do it this way in a, in in the new movie. So it was like a it was like a triple dog dare, but it wasn't the same triple dog dare, which a lot of lazy writing and filmmaking yeah. will do. They'll just have the new kids like try to stick their tongue to a pole. You know, and, and but they didn't do that. They did a whole new scene. Yeah. And I appreciate that. It's very much in the spirit of the original with the same people. They're liable to do the same things. You know what I mean? In, in their life, but in different ways. And I love that. Yeah, it was definitely refreshing not to see the kids do the exact same follies that their parents did and try to call it something fresh and new. Like, I mean, they did have bullies and stuff, but they dealt with them in a different way with, like, putting a stump in the snowman and, like... Which is so dangerous! <laughs> like, holy fuck! But then the, uh, the bumpus kid's like, I got me, you know... I got me a snowmobile. I got, my, I got me a snowmobile. <laughs> the little dance, the little hillbilly dance that he did yes. was amazing. Yes. <laughs> Who else was waiting for the the turkey to get stolen at the end? Because oh, I totally yeah. was. Yeah, I was so waiting weird. for one of those bumpus hounds to take yes. a you know return because right. like they were there was three of them just like harassing. But that's what I loved Ralphie. about it. They didn't yeah. do exactly what you expected them to do. They showed that turkey and they knew everybody would be thinking, "Oh, one of them dogs is getting that turkey." You know it. And then they didn't get it. They actually played on it but like did a different thing and that's good writing. And you know what? I actually like um I want to talk about the ending of this movie where the mom dupes that one dude to eating all the casseroles so they could eat the Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> Yeah. I thought that was cute. That I'm like, oh, that's adorable. So now that's you can cute. actually eat dinner now. Now that all yeah. this like, and and, and the way they the way. ended it up with Ralphie reading the story. That's the narration oh. of the original movie. And I'm oh. like, I'm like, oh, well, this is actually kind of a prequel. It not only is it a sequel, but it's actually kind of a prequel, mm. and it all makes sense and it ties together so well. I was like, that's a beautiful ending. That was Perfect. so sweet. Yeah, so perfect. And uh, I'm, I'm sure everybody that was in the original movie was missing Darren McAvin from the original, so it was very easy to bring up those feelings mm -hmm. and everything. And, I mean, he was really the heart of the original movie, you know? Yeah, because, like, Ralphie was always trying to live up to his dad's, you know, Christmas thing, yeah. so it's like... Yeah. Well, especially at the end where his mom's like, oh, I was in the basement and I found, like, the gifts that he wrapped for you. It's just like, oh... So awesome. So mm -hmm. awesome. Loved it. All right. Anybody got anything else to say on A Christmas Story Christmas? No. No. I, <laughs> I would say, you know what? I could definitely watch this again for Christmas. It, it It's easy watch. To. It's totally fun. It's very sweet. Yeah. If you like the original, you will you will like this movie. Yeah. I, I agree. Uh, I'm I gonna almost want to double dog dare somebody to have 
orange juice in their cereal. Oh, God. Chocolate <laughs> cereal. Not just any cereal. A chocolate uh, cereal. Which one? Uh, so doesn't any, matter. It d- doesn't matter. Anyone. <laughs> anyone. Any. Ugh, gross. Nice. Adam will do it. We'll get Adam to do it. <laughs> Adam's like, I've, I did that last week. What are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, like, it's like, it's like what, what's it say next? You know what, Travis? If, if you make a YouTube video of it, I will do it. Oh, jeez. Well, I got the stuff. Don't threaten me with a good we, time. We can do it. <laughs> um, I'm gonna, that... I, hold on, hold on. We're going to put some parameters on. I want to use Sunny D mm. as the orange beverage. Yes. Or we're going with, like, some, like, uh, ooh, some tangerine orange, uh, simply orange but the thing about a triple dog dare, Adam, you don't get to pick your parameters here, man. I'm doing, I'm doing chocolate and orange juice, so fuck you. If it's, a, if it's a triple dog dare, I have to set the parameters and dare you to do it. You then can't I be triple, like, okay, I'm going to eat this cereal with this orange juice. bowl of ketchup, asshole. Ew, and I will let you choose which kind. No, I'll turn nasty. down that dare. I don't need to be. Yeah, it's a triple dog dare. Nah, there's no turning it down. I, I don't care. There's no ketchup, turning it down. There's limits, and ketchup is mine. So <laughs> no. Uh, no, because you can't. You, the thing you. is, though, is you actually have to be careful of what orange juice you give me, because some of it is sweetened with pineapple juice. That's true. Okay, so we'll get just pure orange. I will squeeze it. I will squeeze Ooh. orange juice myself Ooh. with pulp that and all. It almost makes it even like 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 takes away like the uh, takes some of the edge off. I mean, yeah. I, you... I mean, what kind of chocolate cereal you gonna give me? I was gonna say cocoa Krispies, you know. Ugh. No, I don't. No, think that's you need good something enough. like Count Chocula or some other kind yeah, of. Yeah, with like actual cocoa like marshmallows in it and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Let the cocoa, marshmallows cocoa absorb pebbles. the orange juice. Oh, you're <laughs> gross. Oh, sure. Go for it. You're evil. Go for it. Go get go Satan. get some couch go get some couch chocolate with the marshmallows and some OJ, bro. Get the camera ready. I'll sit down at your kitchen table and I'll, I'll pound the entire bowl down. There'll be no commentary. It'll just be a close up, uh, <laughs> tight a tight shot of Adam with no music, no nothing, just the sound of chewing and Adam eating. Uh, orange juice and chocolate cereal. Can I can I have a glass of orange juice like there with it, so I can have an additional washing it down with? No, you can uh, have a. I will make you. Ooh, a, I'll bring my Ovaltine over. You can put some Ovaltine powder in the orange juice. Oh, gross! Oh, like, okay, I'm getting grossed out. Now. Uh, it's time to wrap this up. This has been episode 129 of Radio Free Galaxy. Thank you all for listening. Please follow us on social media. We are on Instagram and Facebook. Please follow our uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. I have over 700 videos up over there. Soon to be eating chocolate, chocolate cereal, and orange juice on there. Yeah, look for if, it. If we make that video, that's where it's gonna be. Yep. So please when. subscribe and wait for it, and hit that little alert button too. Because sometimes when you subscribe, it's not. I hate YouTube because it's not enough to subscribe. You also got to hit that alert button if you actually want to see when, uh. I, if you if you want to be notified when I actually uh, right. put out videos. But then you're probably gonna undo that because i put out a lot of videos so you're going to be like oh travis put out four 1980s commercials in the last half hour i don't want any more alerts uh that's fine i understand as long as you subscribe that's enough for me but if you know you search out the videos every week to see what you missed right hell yeah 
So uh, subscribe there and please leave us a rating on the Spotify app or on Apple Podcasts. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time on Radio Free Galaxy. Bye. Bye.